Hi, it's Dr. Weitz. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Private Medical Practice Academy. In today's episode, I want to talk about understanding your competition. Before we get started, let me tell you that this information really applies whether you're trying to start a practice or you're looking to start any business or add any new service. So the first thing that I want you to think about is how many businesses are there offering the services that you want to offer? And as you're thinking about this, you want to think about how far are they from where you're planning to be located? And how far are people willing to travel for what you are going to be offering? What do I mean? Well, for example, if there are five different businesses offering exactly the same service, within a very short distance, then there needs to be enough of a population to demand your services. On the other hand, if you're the only one nearby and people are not willing to travel any great distance, then you may have the upper hand. Obviously, it also depends on what you're offering. Now, if you're the only subspecialist in a particular area, or let's say you want to start an imaging center and you're going to have the only MRI that is able to accommodate 500-pound patients, then people are going to be willing to come a much greater distance to be able to take advantage of your service. Now, as I've talked about in previous podcast episodes, this really comes back to understanding and defining your niche. Serving everyone really serves no one. So to the extent that you can actually define that niche, okay, you're going to capture more of that market. And so one of the things that you need to really think about when you're assessing your competition is where are the holes? What are the things that you can offer that are somehow going to differentiate you from everyone else? Next, you really want to look at who is the competition. And what I mean by that is how old are they? Are they primarily young and therefore their practices or businesses are less ripe? Is it an older business or an older physician, in which case they may be full, they may not have as much capacity, there may be an opportunity because they're about to retire, for example. You also want to look at other factors like gender. Why is this important? Well, sometimes people prefer a particular gender. great example of that is going to a female urologist if you are a woman. Language and cultural differences can also help you to differentiate yourself from your competition. As an aside, I want to talk to you about whether patients are clients and or customers. This recently was asked of me, and I think it's an important thing to talk about. To start with, I want to give you some definitions. First, a patient is a person receiving or registered to receive medical treatment. A client is a person or organization using the services of a professional person or company. And a customer is a person or organization that buys goods or services from a store or a business. I know, pretty obvious, right? So why am I telling you this? Well, because clearly the doctor-patient relationship is very different and special. But at the end of the day, medicine and all of its related businesses, is basically a service industry. Our patients are also our clients and our customers. 
And this is especially true as you start to add services beyond your base medical practice. I totally understand that the doctor-patient relationship is different, but that does not absolve us from providing the best customer service. Patients have a choice, and customer service is one of the things that is going to factor into whether they utilize your services, regardless of whether it's your medical practice or affiliated businesses, or whether they go to your competition. So as we talk about the next set of issues, when you're thinking about who your competition is, you need to look at it through the lens of the client or the customer and really think about the customer service piece. So to start with, you're going to want to understand what clientele is your competition catering to and what clientele do you want to cater to and then try and figure out where the differences between those two are. Next, you're going to want to look at how nice is their space? Is it clean? Is it easy to get to? Some of the things that we don't often think about are things like traffic and parking. I'll give you an example. There's a medical office building attached to the regional hospital here, and trying to get a parking spot is a nightmare. Many patients choose not to see doctors who have offices in that medical office building because it's a pain. If you're thinking about starting your own practice, you want to look at whether the competition uses mid-levels, particularly if you're not planning to use a mid-level. Is that a way in which you're going to be able to differentiate yourself? And then, of course, money talks. What do I mean? So you want to know whether or not your competition is taking insurance. Are they in network? Are they out of network? Or do they only take cash? If they're in network, what insurance plans do they take? Are they going to take the same ones that you take? Because obviously, if you're in network and they're out of network, then you're, you have another differentiating factor. Let's say that this is a cash service and they take cash and you take cash. Then you're going to want to know what their price point is and determine whether yours is going to be the same or whether there's an opportunity there as well. Next, I want you to think about their bandwidth. Well, what do I mean? So you need to look at your competition and try and figure out how many providers do they have for whatever service it is that you're planning to offer. You want to understand whether they're taking new clients. And if so, when is the next available appointment? Obviously, it should go without saying that if they're offering an appointment in three months and you can offer an appointment tomorrow, that you will have the upper hand. And then again, you also want to understand whether they are offering all the same services that you're going to offer. I'll give you a recent example of someone I know who's looking to start a urology practice, and there are a number of urology practices in the area where they're looking to open that don't actually do vasectomies. So all of a sudden, if you come in and say, hey, I do vasectomies, you have solved a need for the community. And guess what? If they're coming to see you for their vasectomy, they're probably going to utilize you for other services as well. One of the last things I want to talk about is the concern that is out there about competition among the big organizations. First, this should go without saying, but it is illegal for an organization to tell you who you can refer to. This is true for doctors, but it's also true for every service. For example, physical therapy, imaging, surgery center, all of those, right? The 
organization cannot tell you, hey, you cannot refer to X, Y, and Z. Now, I'm not naive, and I understand that they can lean on you, but please understand that they really cannot make you. Now, I will acknowledge that the exception to that is that there are limitations based on insurance and who or what services are in network. So if you are looking to get referrals from a large organization, you're going to want to make sure that you are in the same networks that they are so that their folks can actually refer to you. I also want to point out to you that these big organizations have issues. They frequently are not as nimble as a small business, and they are not terribly customer service focused. Let's say that a patient needs to see an endocrinologist, and it'll take six months within the system, or you come along and say, hey, I can see your patient next week. In that case, the docs are going to refer outside the system because it's providing better patient care. The same thing is true for an imaging center. If a patient needs an MRI and it's going to be weeks within the system or they can go to your imaging center tomorrow, guess where they're going to go? How do you compete with the big organization? You remove the obstacles for referring that patient to you for whatever service that you're offering. And this is where I want to come back to the whole concept of the client. I cannot stress enough to you that you actually have two clients. The first client is the patient. The second client is the person who's referring that patient to you. I know, I know, somebody's going to argue with me that the patients come to them directly. But remember that most of them have other doctors that they are seeing. They are using other services. And so they go back and say, oh, wow, I had a phenomenal experience. And so you actually have more than one client. The referring doc wants to look good. So if it's very easy to refer to you, you have a friendly staff, it's easy to make an appointment, you get them in faster, and you're a great communicator, you're going to win out over your competition. And when your competition includes the large organization, you can get the overflow simply by being better at providing customer service in the way I just described to you than having them stay within the organization. And to that end, you can actually make an entire business just out of overflow. The last thing I want to tell you is that this is not limited to just a referring physician. Okay, Anybody who says, hey, go see this doctor, or hey, go to this massage therapist, or even go to this nail salon, they want the person who's utilizing that service to have a phenomenal experience because it makes them look better. And this is where you need to understand that in order to understand your competition, you really need to figure out how good a job they're doing at customer service, and then you need to do a better job. I'd like to invite you to my free masterclass on how to write a business plan. It's going to be on Tuesday, November 10th, 2020 at 8 p.m. Central Time. You can register below or at my website, drsandrawhites.com. Thanks for joining me. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter below, and I'll be sending you tips on how to start your practice, best run your practice, 
grow the practice, and then ultimately be able to leverage your medical practice into multiple other businesses. I hope to see you soon.